Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the double bicep swing at one in print. Let me get the other one there. There we go. It's a contractual legal requirement every single time we appear on camera. Welcome to the AWE Entertainment Arm Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. We have a very special guest. Actually, let me introduce my co-host, co-founder, co-breather of air, co-wearer of clothes, the Count of Monte Cristo, the King of Sting, the... Uh, Thunderlips, the ultimate male. It is, in fact, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. It is Dave Dave Stockbridge. Stockbridge, welcome to your own show. Thank you very much for that very, very warm welcome. And uh, and extending that same very warm welcome to our very special guest and co-founder here today <laughs> at the AWE, Ryan Blue Bowen. Ryan, uh, oh, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Man. Man, it's always a pleasure to come on. And AWE, I'm excited. There's so much. Uh, you, I mean, we, we've been talking about this sort of stuff for a long time, and it's it's just it's nice to start to see it come together and to be part of the first event. Uh, I'm very excited. Very excited. But thank you for having us on. Mm. Not just part of the first event, but the actual main event, <laughs> taking on a, a rematch, a, a, a slight grudge match. But I'd say like, grudge match. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to build it up as such if we can. Absolutely, mm. yes. Uh, a hateful, vengeful, spiteful match that will no take love lost <laughs> at the first AWE event, which will be part of the Apex Sports Festival. Mm. And big, big thanks to Diamondback Fighting Championships, Craig Ike, Greg Hearn. Uh, putting on this massive, massive event on the 25th of February at Norwood Oval. Tickets are available at diamondbackfc.com. This is 20 different combat sports all taking place on the same day. Amazing. It, insane. Mm. And uh, this man on screen with us here, Mr. Ryan Blue Bowen, is one of the best arm wrestlers in the country. One and, of the big and, stars on the day. Absolutely. Mm. And, uh, yes, the, the the main event, he will be taking on an American from Florida, all the way from Florida. He's brought his Hawaiian shirt all the way over to Australia, and he will be featured in the main event, uh, and it will be Chance Shaw. His mm. name is – he is taking on this man here, Ryan Blue Bowen, on 25th of February. So – very excited about this event. Big announcements, big announcements over Christmas. So, uh, so Ryan, this is something you've been working on in the background for some time. How did, how did it all come about with with charts? Uh, it's been well, a couple man. of years. We thought that yeah, maybe yeah, the had been buried. Maybe he's licked his wounds <laughs> and he was happy just to move on. But but no, he, he wanted to. Yeah, there was yeah, something. He he to, well, visit. I can understand. I can if I can understand why Chance needs this match. Um, mm. Like to tell the story of, of Chance and I was two years ago, uh, pretty much spot on two years ago. Um, that I, this is so pre travel restriction time in the world. Uh, I came up with this this business direction for myself as an athlete and as a YouTuber to say, all right, well, I'm just going to ask my fans via a poll who you want me to travel to in the world to face, and I'll put five hundred dollars on the table and I'll face them, and they don't need to match the bet. And uh, I can't remember who else was in the poll, but Chance won it. Uh, everyone mm. wanted me to go up and face Chance Shaw. So, um, I so was that just Chance Shaw like voting all the time? Or <laughs> how, did, how did that work? I don't know. He got his people together the, and they he, some integrity he won here. that poll. But yeah. I, I flew over there uh, behind enemy lines, like in the garage. Of, I think it was Craig Soublier's home. Um, and there were about 40 or 50 uh Floridians, do we call them Floridians? I don't know. Yeah, Let's we'll go with that. Sure. Um, <laughs> in, in there, and I had maybe like two or three people supporting me. Everyone else was just saying I was going to get belted. The lead up to that match, everyone said it's not even a match. Uh, Chance Shaw was young. Don't get me wrong. I think he was twenty-one or something, maybe twenty-two. Um, but he just beaten Nick Zinner uh, three mm. weeks earlier. And if you don't Nick Zinner, Nick Zinner is a big, 
dude with some serious arm wrestling victories in the WIL and that he's mm. he's one of those top tier supers in the USA at the time and and uh chance of just beating him amongst other names like Brent Rackers uh at a, a, a Florida tournament just only three weeks prior to to me going over there so everyone was basing it off that saying Ryan you're not even in his league uh chance declared it as it's going to be the easiest 500 dollars he's ever had um long story short i beat him for two <laughs> uh, and chance has tried to hide that bury that story um forever since and look credit to him he did handle it well he used that as a point of motivation he's gone on and evolved and done some pretty big things pinning people like ron bath jordan sill mike ayello uh zuref tavberidzi mm-hmm. um Amanda beat me. Uh, Chance beat him quite comfortably. Um, so here we are once again. Chance mm. is telling me, and everyone's telling me, oh, Chance has got this easy. You're not in his league. Man, it's just the same story again. I almost He almost quit the sport when I beat him last time. When I beat him again, wow. oh, I don't know mm. how we going to deal with it. It's going to be rough. <laughs> wow. he's, he's in trouble. And uh, that's the story. But he thinks he's coming down here super casual. He's so confident. He's, uh, I don't think he's taking it anywhere near seriously enough. I think he just expects to roll through me and, and take his prize money and go home. Um, I am literally in the best shape ever. And by a huge margin, training's on point. I think he's in trouble. So it's, it's interesting that that match with Chance was, was somewhat of a low point as he was on this trajectory. And maybe you had that yourself not too long ago with Coach Ray. And yeah. that was perhaps a wake-up call. And and since you've built some momentum again, but you've also been rebuilding yourself as an athlete, you you, you literally, you, you look like another man, you know. So uh, it's the beard. So, yeah. <laughs> the power of the beard. It can't That's be right. underestimated. <laughs> Much strength lie within. So, uh, so, so, was was that the wake up call? And am I calling that correctly? Did you have that yeah, moment? Put, 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 put where, where am I weak? Why, why did this happen? What, what, what Look, I when, when I lost to Coach Ray, that was um, that was definitely a uh, let's call it a, a, a catalyst to a new direction. Um, a chapter definitely opened there. I, I when I faced Coach Ray, it was I weighed in at eighty eight point seven kilos, um, mm-hmm. which was a big to get to that weight. I'd, I'd I'd spent like three months dieting where I was only eating a thousand calories a day. And then I did a massive dehydrate to get to the weight and I underperformed. Um, I really did. I just, I just, it just wasn't there. And I just recognized that in myself, like this is not my weight category. Don't mm. do this again. <laughs> Embrace um, fundamental strength. And it was a, it was a wake up call for me that I said, I need to make the rest of my body strong because I spent a decade training just my hand and wrist. Um, my right hand and wrist, I was, I, I went all in on the giant pumpkin theory and it served me well, but I felt like when, when I lost the Ray, the way I lost the Ray, it was very evident to me that I'd hit a ceiling and making my hand and wrist better was not going to break through it. I could just feel that in the match. Um, the arm wrestling world, people like Lachlan Adair said, finally, like he'd been, he'd been saying that to me for years, like, you need to get strong, you need to get strong. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep doing this. <laughs> Come to the gym with me. No, <laughs> not only Lachlan, but the collective arm wrestling community that have been following uh, kind of my my path in that sport. 
uh, all breathe this sigh of relief, like finally he's going to do it. And and I went all in and he reads the comments. Uh, he reads them. He does every <laughs> every single. I read one. all the comments, man. It's like the, the pulse pulse of my my uh, story is reading the comments. It keeps me keeps me grounded. Keeps me in the, the right direction. But I went all in. Um, a lot of people said, "Why don't you just?" get Lachlan to coach you. And I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to just Lachlan. It's because he's, he's like my good mate. And it's like, like you don't want to take direction from your dad when you're a teenager, but you'll happily listen to your uncle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I know Lachlan's good, but no, I need to get, I need to go outside of that space. And I went to Sebastian Oreb, who in my opinion is Australia's best, potentially one of the world's best uh, strength coaches. A man who coached Hafthor Bjornsson, a man who's coached people like Larry Wheels, a man who's taken multiple people to world record lifts in different disciplines. Um, and I thought, well, look, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to get a strength coach, I'm, I'm getting someone that I know can produce results. And I, I uh, hit up Sebastian and uh, he was, yep, willing. I, I paid Sebastian and um, and I ended up saying to him, look, I don't, instead of, instead of a coach, instead of a program, can I just have a consultation with you? I just want one video call. I paid a month's worth of uh, fees and I just said, I just want one video call with you. And we had this video call. We just chatted and he kind of saw my craziness and my obsession to, and my goal. And we ended up going way more in depth with this. Um, and we said, all right, let's, let's do some collaborations. Let's work together. Let I'll teach you. Um, and I can, you Ryan can be a Guinea pig in this strength system uh, well, let's bring in Lachlan Adair to, to be able to morph it into arm wrestling specific gym work as well. So between Sebastian and Lachlan, they developed this strength system arm wrestling. And uh, I have not missed a rep of that for the last, how many weeks is it now? I think 18 weeks. I've been under that program for 18 weeks. Have not missed a rep. I've not missed a set. I've done every single damn thing they've told me to do. And yeah, you can see the results. The results are friggin' amazing. I'm 105 kilos, give or take, at the moment. Uh, my bench press has gone from I had a I had a one RM of approximately 100 at the start. It's now at 140. Um, wow. Yeah, my my back and shoulders, the movements there, they, they've just absurdly gone up. My the the my posture's better. My my everything's better. Uh, and what it translates to on the table, we're yet to really see it. I haven't pulled a comp yet since this. I mean, I pulled Zurab East versus West 5, but that was very early in this pro- process. Um, and even then, I still felt better than I'd ever felt before. But where I'm at now, like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's it's high. All I know is that I feel good against Lachlan and Aaron training like I've never felt before. Um, and everybody else in the country, I feel friggin' amazing against. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we saw, we saw that video leak out of the the Blue Bone camp uh, by by you on Facebook. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it kind of looking very very strong against Lachlan in a way that perhaps even two or three weeks ago uh, you mightn't have. Um, so uh, and and Jamie Barrett, Jamie Barrett, Jamie Barrett, Barrett so that was another litmus test for you to see how you're progressing knowing what he's just come off the back of and uh, getting stronger by the day, by the week. Um, yep. So uh, you, you feel you, your trajectory is there. What do you know of Chance's development at this stage? Is he lying low? Is he leaking any information out? What are you able to glean from his campus? I, to, I, I don't know training? what he does in his training. I know that he is... Does he train? Uh, he's, he's, the, he's the son of a bench press champion. Uh, so right, he, okay. 
So bench press is in his blood, and you can see that thick barrel chest that he's got. Um, you can see that he just from the way he has victories over other people, he had, and just from my memory from gripping him as well, he has uh, a very significant back pressure and side pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his main weapon. You'll Todd Hutchins uh, is the only person that has successfully been able to force him inside um, and absorb chance of side pressure uh, whilst mm-hmm. attempting to set a hook. So that shows you the caliber. Everyone else, John Brzezink, when he tried the hook, got flattened. Um, Zerav Tabaridzi tried the hook, got flattened. Uh, everyone who's tried to go inside on chance gets flattened. Mm. Um, so he's got immense back pressure, side pressure. Uh, I believe his vulnerability is his wrist, which is where I got the victory over him last time. Um, I can sense that if, look, if, if our hands remained the same, he would win. He is stronger in back pressure and side pressure than I am. He's 135 kilos, I believe, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a big boy. But it doesn't matter if his wrist goes. All that power gets reduced quite significantly. And when I reflect on where I'm at at the moment, as I'm adding all this foundation strength to my chest and shoulders and my, my own biceps and that, the, the, the what it's translating to in, in a feeling on the table is that my hand and wrist feels freaking amazing. Like, yeah. The decade that I spent training just my hand and wrist, I feel like it was this long-term investment that is paying dividends all of a sudden now. Like I've had other people say to me, oh, Ryan, don't get too excited about developing bench press. It doesn't help that much on the table anyway. And these are people that have way bigger bench presses than me that I can beat comfortably on the table currently. And I think it's like, have it's just that they have a massive V8 engine, but they've got no tread on their tires, no downforce or whatever. And subsequently, they can't get any sort of real power down on the road. Mm. Where for me, my hand is my hand is ready to take the big engine. I just haven't had the big engine. And I think as the engine room is is growing, my hand is ahead of a lot of people that I compete with, and it's feeling amazing. It's it's becoming so easy to take people's wrists. It's 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 just like. I can trust my hand against Lachlan's now in training. Outside of strap, I'm winning the majority. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a huge thing. For me to be able to, just, to, be able to hold on to Lachlan out of straps and know that he's going to be the one who dumps his wrist, is, uh, th- that's surprising to me. Um, I didn't expect this to translate to that. Um, but I'm very excited. So when I think of Chance, I remember his wrist was his vulnerability I had enough to take it last time. No doubt we've both evolved in the two years. Clearly he has. I think it's pretty clear I have. I, I, I think it's going to be the same story. Same story again. Yeah, mm. absolutely. What, what was it like, that feeling in the last few weeks where you started to see those results come in and you're going against somebody like Lachlan who is incredibly strong, you know, currently sitting as ranked number one in Australia, uh, having international matches against some of the best in the world. and sort of winning winning moments, winning matches, winning positions? Uh, was it the last sort of five, six weeks? And you're like, oh, this is, this yeah, is it's, something it's, I'm it's, getting. It's been, uh, it's been the last four weeks. Four, uh, four weeks ago, I just started to feel like I'm, I'm getting closer. Like I can – and it was – and Lachlan complimented me as, as well. He said, like, dude, you feel the strongest you've ever felt by, by a long way. And every week he's – he's he four weeks ago he's like, I need to take these trainings serious now because like I can't turn up even half tired. And now he's like, now, now when we're training, we're both turning up. We're like, all right, no one pulling anyone else. Me and you, let's go 10 minutes. Let's, let's like, and, 
it's, it's wonderful for, for Lachlan as well. Like I'm very happy for him because he gets this opportunity that he hasn't had in years to actually have to think on the table and mm. to have to, to adjust and work it out. So I think it'll make us both better arm wrestlers for it. But yeah, it's been the last four weeks that has really been evident to me within my physicality that I'm in the realm of, of giving Lachlan value. And uh, um, yeah, Chance is not expecting it. Would have anything been different with your zero match um, with where you are at the moment? Oh yeah, look, look, like when we talk about gym numbers, of course, uh, we can't be certain that this translates to the table in a, in a direct manner. But since departing for, for Zurab, the lifts that I'm doing now, I'm still in the same series of, I'm still in the same, uh, or probably 80% of the lifts uh, in my current block were in the block that maybe prepped for Zurab, and um, I've, I'm, I don't know, maybe 20, 30% beyond the numbers that I was at. Uh, Zureb, in terms of what I'm doing on my strict bicep, in terms of what I'm benching, uh, I'd benched 130 before leaving for Zureb. Now I'm at 140, for example. Um, so uh, things are good. My 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 yeah, the, the numbers have gone up phenomenally. Zureb gave me uh, advice. He said that one of the one of the key vectors that I needed to improve on was just my ability to um, go from center towards my left shoulder. And uh, it's that's a it's quite a insignificant movement, and it's hard in, in in respect to how much weight you can move from here to there. Um, but it's one of those critical ones that has an immense reward. Uh, he said that, look, my my hand felt great, my back pressure felt good enough. I just lacked that high side as part of that story. So the, I've added that since getting back, um, and I'm and that's shot up. Like I mean, I'm all in. One of the things that I learned when I lost to Ray, going back to that point again, was that I am of the opinion now that arm wrestlers should embrace their ace and not try to not try to make themselves something they're not. Um, so I went through that season where I tried to force myself to become a hooker, uh, and I've realized, no, look, I'm a top roller. I'm back to my top roll, and I just counter all the various styles out there from the basis of a hook of, of, a, of a top roll. Uh, so I've gone back to that, and I'm all in on this this move, and I think that that move is a real problem for for Chance Shaw. I think it, I think it's going to expose his wrist like it did last time, and I think he'll want to run and hide when he feels that happen. He won't want to complete the match. He'll just want to, he'll 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 be so lost in his mind <laughs> if, if it happens because he's built up so much. Again, for a second time, expectation on himself that he is just going to do it easy. And I, I, I don't expect to do this easy. I expect all of his power, but I just know that I am a million times closer than he thinks I am. Where he thinks it's just a walk in the park, it's not. It's not. I'm in such good shape. It's not. I, I, I don't fear chance. Um, it's, it's a match. And I feel like all the travel that he's going to have to do, he's never he's never flown 30 hours to get to a match before. So that's going to knock him around. Uh, it's my home territory this, this time. Um, yeah, pressure's on. Absolutely. So you say it was Zurab that was giving you that advice of... Uh, yeah, you know, after the match, yeah. It's crazy in this sport that, that you, you could go against uh, your opponent and then five minutes after the match, they're telling you exactly how they beat you yeah. and what you need to improve on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's telling me like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe 5%, 10% there more and I'm in trouble. 
Wow. Wow. It's, it's, I've never See you seen... back in the gym. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never been uh, another sport that I can think of that. That doesn't have this... any football, for instance, does it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Like, you know, <laughs> straight away, like, that too. like yeah, straight exactly. After straight that. after, like, so what you did. Now get on the table with me, and I'll show you how to win. <laughs> it's just insane. <laughs> so, so, how much are you weighing right now, as of today? Right now, 100, 105. 105. And is, is that your goal weight, or you're planning on putting on more size? Oh, or just no, I'll, be, I'll be much bigger. I'll be much you bigger. You will be bigger. Yeah. So we, oh, this could I, be I a one in the uh, camera frame soon. Yeah. <laughs> I've, worked, I've worked out how oh, look, after a decade of trialing and error on how to best peak uh, with, in respect to rest and training and food and supplementation and, and all sorts of different factors, I think I'm getting pretty good at it now. I think I've worked something out. And, and that I reflect on that again. Thanks to the coach Ray loss, my next match after that was an arm wars match. I had five weeks between coach Ray and my arm wars match. And I was so desperate to get my weight back that I force fed myself. I, I ate as much food as I possibly could. I don't know what my calories were in, but they were 4,000 to 5,000 calories, maybe even more on some days. I was just eating, 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 eating. Um, what that did when I, when I, when I pulled Bogdan Stojka, um, I surprised myself at how strong I felt. Like relative to myself, it just was like, oh, man, I feel good. And when I when I felt that, I re- it made me reflect on a moment I had in the Queensland State titles in maybe 2018, um, maybe 2017, whatever it was. There was a year there where I won the under-95s and I won the super heavyweights and I pulled the overalls and won that, and, and no one came close to me that day. I beat Lachlan that day, Marcus that day, Fatali that day, Adam Stefanik that day, Doug Fatafei that day. Um, everyone, I flashpinned all of them. And I when this so the Bogdan moment made me reflect back to that because at that Queensland title, I was the same. I was I force fed myself for two weeks leading up to it. I was fat faced. Um, so I realized straight away this is this is how I how I, I get reach my peak. <laughs> I did it again for Khaled. I force fed myself. And I felt amazing. Um, so right now I'm in the non-force fed state, 105 kilos. I will, 100, I will be 110 kilos at this match. 120? 110. 110. 110. 110. 110. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, Whereas Matt might call it 160. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm reading out, no matter what it says on the scale. 160 yeah. kilo run mower. So, so <laughs> one ten—that's uh, that—that's impressive, I and, and I, that's I, the- I know I will. I can feel. I, I'm getting a a feel of how, how my body's adapting to everything that's that we're doing, and it's um, yeah, one ten for sure. That seems to be a weight that's uh, that's heating up a little bit with uh, a monster Michael Todd uh, dropping best part of fifty pounds in preparation for his oh. upcoming matchup. Um, so uh, not something you want to do straight after Christmas, surely. Uh, so he, he's going the other way. You might join, you know, cross <laughs> each other, uh, cross paths somewhere there on the scales. So the, it, but that that it's easy to see uh, even Devon 
dieting down to 230, 240, 250. So it could well be now that Levan's obviously, you know, on another level um, and there's a pretty significant gap back to the Peloton. It's uh, interesting that almost everybody could weigh in close to 100, 110 kilos. That's a big name and and that yeah. could be a very hotly contested bracket of athletes. It's, a, it's an awesome it's an awesome uh, weight category at the moment in terms of the names. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have a, an agreement with that. That was Ryan Blue Bowen, <laughs> as it turns out. So, so, uh, <laughs> with Kevin that when I'm 40 and he's 50, we're going to have a super match. So that's, that's two and a half years away. Um, <laughs> so if he stays at that weight range and I stay where I am and just keep progressing, I think that it could be a lot of fun. But um, I, 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 I take very seriously my my goal in the sport and and i'm in a season now and this is something that is reflected in my youtube channel i've i've stepped back from i used to split my energy between two things um evenly between creative content um on youtube and training um i've i'm now at the like 98 percent training to two percent creative content ratio uh over the last 18 weeks at least and mm-hmm. um i've been really enjoying that and uh it's been nice to do less talking and just more hard work, to be honest. But you, um, you are documenting your journey uh, at the same time. So oh, yeah. there's no I'm, I'm just I'm not just I'm just not I'm not paying attention to the arm wrestling world. I honestly can't tell you what's going on in the arm wrestling world almost outside of my own freaking little bubble at the moment because I'm just so so focused. Yeah. Um so I, where I used to be all over the the, the, the goings on of every forum and I could tell you everything about who who was coming up next and what the dramas were and all that. I don't have a clue i don't know what the hell's going on i honestly don't. it's really interesting in a, in a time where more say arm wrestling commentators and, and and people on the sidelines are starting to fill that void and and you're now able just to dedicate yourself wholly and solely to being the best athlete you can be that's a that's a really interesting kind of metamorphosis over over a relatively short period of time as the popularity of the sports exploded yeah well like I said, it, it's I, t- I take very seriously my goal. My goals are I, I want to be a world champion. I'd love to do it in that that weight category that I'm at, um, we're talking about. Uh, obviously, the names in there are phenomenal, um, mm-hmm. but I know I have a, I have a ladder to climb. It's and the ladders, it's it's not impossible. It's not impossible. The rungs aren't that many. Um, like Zurab is ranked number six in the East vs West promotion, for instance, in the world at that 105 kilo mark. You got. Um, people like Krasimir Kostadinov on there. You've got uh, obviously John and uh, Ongabayev at the top. So I look at all those names and I think that, that's 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 who I'm coming for. Um, and when I when I look at the the world ranks or the athletes in that pool, for me I always and I've I've done this time and time again in, in my local level, state level, national level. I feel like you can predict the future ranks based on people's genuine obsession levels and their w- ability to stay true to that for a dis- and discipline to that for a long period of time. And I see names like Arakli. I expect him to rise all the way to the top at some point. Um, I see people like Paul Lynn, same thing. Super passionate, super obsessed, super hard workers. Um, they're working harder than the than people like Krasimir Kostadinov. They're working harder than people like Todd Hutchins. Like, all those guys are killers in their own right, but they're more in the legend category where I don't know, they're just they're in cruise mode. But there's a there's a bunch of sharks out there that are really training hard. And like I know when I train right now, Arakli is a very big motivator for me. 
Arakli motivates me a lot. And in the sense that I don't I don't I don't watch his training, I don't know what he's doing. All I know is I know he's hungry and I'm like, be hungrier than Arakli, be hungrier than Arakli. Just knowing um, he's there. When I, when I when I train when I need more reps, it's for me it's be hungrier than Arakli. Um yeah. Yeah. Every every rep. One Arakli. Two Arakli. Everyone in the gym knows who Arakli is. Yeah. is <laughs> a guy that I was talking about um at one of our earlier uh episodes where he looks like when he's just standing there, he looks like a fit guy, but he doesn't look enormous. <laughs> when he puts his arm on the table, it's like five times bigger than you think it would be. It's like what the hell happened? Why, why why is his arm so big? It doesn't he's, look that when he's standing he's there. Optimized. He's optimized so well. Like he, as you said, he's his waist is thin. Like like he's he's not a huge frame guy. Uh, he's weighing. I think he weighs about a hundred kilos. Um, but yeah, he's his back pressure is phenomenal. His pronation is amazing. I mean, the the Georgian the Georgian system is you have to give it credit for producing the best arm wrestlers in the world for the last season. Um, and uh, Arakli is one of those guys that, that that champions that cause. So. I think um, that he's an amazing athlete. And like I said, he is a big motivator for me. Just quietly in the back of my head, I'm like, mm, I will make sure I'm hungrier than him. And, and I and I remain disciplined to keep up with that. Because like I said, the goal the goal's big. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah, win, lose, or draw. In, I, I, I'm someone who I get far more excited about what I can do in five years than what I can do in five months. Um, I don't pick my matches for the win today. I pick my matches for best opportunity for growth. Um, I'm pulling Chance Shaw because he's genuinely in that elite category, the super heavyweights, and I want to I grow and I want to prove, demonstrate, um, not only to everyone but to myself as well, um, that the progress is happening. So if people want to tune into that, they can they can catch that on your channel. So that'll be yes. available as a pay-per-view event. If you are in Australia, you can buy tickets through Diamondback FC and uh, head on and be there in person and uh, surround the cage and, and watch these great warriors added over the table. But uh, so uh, step us through. So it's a, it's a pretty impressive card. So you, you guys, you and Chance at the, at the top of the card, but as uh, as my eyes filter down and through the card, there's some pretty impressive uh, local talent that'll find its way uh, into there the cave on on that some amazing local every... talent and some international talent as well. Um, the the undercard is Mario Tembakis, who is the current Australian Arm Wrestling Federation 100 kilo national champion, um, and one of the has always been one of the most promising arm wrestlers in the country. Uh, he's pinned people like Cody Merritt from the USA. Uh, he he's He's a very intuitive arm wrestler, um, young as well, which is one of the big advantages. He's only 24, 25 or some nonsense like that. Uh, Phenomenally strong for his age. Uh, But he is taking on a a legend of arm wrestling in both Latvia and Australia, uh, Gunters Baikov's former Latvian super heavyweight champion. Uh, And we know the pedigree of the country of Latvia. I think Yana Samlins, thinks Coach Ray, like the... The quality there, they've they've produced many, many um, world champions and top-end athletes. Um, Gunters was once upon a time the super heavyweight champion of that, and he came to Australia and was largely untouchable when Australia was in its early years. And um, and he, he's he been out of action for some time in the competitive sense. Now he's back, and Mario is kind of that new kid on the block in respect mm. of what Gunters used to be. Um, big match. Australia's current 100-kilo champ up against the Latvian legend. Uh, huge match. Can't wait for that one. 
Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Mm. And yeah, the the question mark that surrounds Gunters is like because mm. I mean Mario and Gunters to me both just feel completely untouchable. It's like I can't, you know, when that strength gap is so enormous, it's like I don't know. There's just <laughs> it's you know a thousand it's versus Yes, yeah, absolutely. But uh, because Gunters has had that time off, mm. and it's like, well, I don't really know where his level is. And I got into the sport; he was already retired, but then. Uh, because of the growth of the sport and the, and the clubs that are coming around, uh, he's been enticed back in. And, and Mario is is no slouch as a, a comeback match. This is one of one of the toughest opponents he could have picked. Mm. Uh, I think he's currently ranked third or fourth in the country, and uh, an incredible up and coming prospect. So to take on an absolute legend in the sport and. Man, this is like is there's it? no way to pick a winner in this oh. one. It's it's the, this has the uh, the unknown factor about it. This match, mm, it's awesome. Yeah. And, then, and it, as you said, Dave, that's not the only one on the cards as well. There's a there's a stack of them. Uh, for me, the match that probably next gets me most excited is uh, my favorite against Matt Connolly's favorite, uh, the Junior, <laughs> the <freaking laughs> Juniors. Man, yeah. uncle's favorite, as it turns out. Jamie Barrett again. Is it? Give, give me his name for. Is it Hamza? How do I say Hamza his last name? Hodgick. 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 Hamza Hodgick. So this is the Australia's top two ranked juniors. Uh, they're in. They're, they're, we've never formalized who is number one. These guys have both been kind of declaring it themselves that hey, I'm number one. He ain't number one. I'm number one. So we're gonna find out who the genuine number one is, and then. There's there's a lot of momentum coming off the back of Jamie Barrett in particular, who just went overseas uh, for a super match against Alan uh, Fisher, and he pulled a couple of tournaments, and most notably, he pulled three-time world champion uh, Vazgen Soigen uh, at the California State Titles, and he beat him. And mm. no one does that on their first outing. No one, like unless you're a freaking anomaly in the system. Um, Jamie Barrett at age sixteen. Age 16, beats a three-time WAF world champion. Um, pin him twice. Uh, it was phenomenal. So big, big, big prospects on him. Like everyone all of a sudden watching internationally saying, who is this kid? Is like Jamie is so obsessed. I, I, I love Jamie because I've never met someone as obsessed as Jamie. He mm -hmm. lives in Kabulcha, which is an hour and a half's drive away, but he doesn't have a license. So he catches the train two and a half hours each way every day after work to go and train with someone he gets home at 1 a.m 2 a.m and then he gets up at 6 a.m to be back at work um this kid does this every day he doesn't miss it um and you ask him why and he says i want to be the next john brzenk i want to be one of the all-time greats and he's consciously aware that john was the world champion by 19 and he's like mm. i will be the world champion by 19 i will be the world champion by 19 and so when you watch him with that obsession his first international outing, we were like, oh, let's see how he goes. And then he beats Vazgen. It's like, oh, shit, he's actually ticked the first box. Like he's, if you had to just define what would make him, what that trip could have done. In terms in the of being on track, he actually <laughs> did the one. He, so, he's the one. Long way to go, but the, the kid, my first international outing, I got freaking stomped. <laughs> like I felt like a fool when I went overseas and it's like, oh man, these guys are different. No, Jamie just beats the damn three-time WAF world champion. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, he's taking on a 
those athletes. I don't think either of them are so boastful to claim that they're the number one, but I think you, you've obviously got a favourite and uh, Matt obviously does in this one as well. So so uh, I, I think that both both athletes have their champions with respect to this matchup. So uh, you obviously, you've got money down. Can we, can, uh, is well, it, is we it even ethical to gamble on juniors? <laughs> so jamie's uh jamie might referee that match by the way <laughs> <laughs> so uh so jamie's uh jamie's your favorite you, you see you see him uh you come coming through and you see massive potential uh with with jamie jamie's uh grown an inch by the week by the sounds of things much like yeah, hams yeah. at the moment so it's hard to predict what their weigh in or what their height might be it could be seven foot two <laughs> and 150 kilos from both sides at this stage well, but, uh, a big dude, isn't he? I, i've never he, met him he, he, he wasn't three months ago he but gets bigger like every time you see him he's taller and bigger and heavier and stronger how, how tall is this dude uh, I'm six say, three. He's taller he's than six, me. Six four five now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so six probably, four yeah. six five. So this is what makes it interesting is because like 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 Jamie's a freak at his weight. He's only seventy kilos currently. So he's a he's a lightweight, but he's just beaten a lightweight world champ. Mm. Um, and Hamza's six foot four five. Obviously, the bigger dude with the range control is going to be there. Um, so that's for me why this is like it's interesting. Because this is for the overall number one ranked junior, and uh, what I think we're what Jamie has ahead in experience, and I don't know, but obsession. Let's just call it uh, Hamza makes up for in in physicality and size. So yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting mm. one. I know Jamie yeah. wants to win. Trying. It means a lot to. Him. Absolutely. This is the uh, AWE Junior Championship match. So, yeah, we've got Ryan Bluebon and Chance Shaw as the headliner. We've got Mario Tambakas taking on Gunter's Mykovs for the heavyweight title and the junior title is going to be Hamza Hodzic versus Jamie Barrett. And, oh, yeah, and if that's so, not enough for you. Yeah, we've got, we've got <laughs> the, <laughs> the Yeah, yeah, this yeah 150, 155 kilo Marcus Atira against Adam Laura. Uh, you got what? Uh, so that's Lock, Lock, Lock Carpenter. Carpenter. Looking up against Fatali Mateo. So that Fatali Mateo ranked wow. three in in, uh, in Australia. Marcus Zatiro ranked four in Australia. Um, mm. like th- these dudes, these dudes. I don't know uh, if the cage is strong enough. I don't know if it's rated. <laughs> We're going to have to check in with the engineers and yeah. make sure that this is some <laughs> massive. These are some of the best guys in the country that and are going to be on the show. And this will be staged in a cage. At the Nord Oval, yeah. uh, under under lights, it's a, it's going to be a, a spectacular event, centre stage, uh, that, where these athletes really get a, a chance to to shine. Um, a, a wonderful setting for all of this, and and uh, great for it to be staged here in Adelaide for the very first AWE event, and uh, and some murmurs in the background that there may be other events coming up and in interstate in the not too distant future. But exciting times and some some really really big names. So uh, so some some big matchups. I mean, and I mean, I can't think of too many matchups that 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 are on that card that I, I guess Australian arm wrestling lovers haven't been thinking about for the last two years. This is every match you'd want to see. You've got this the you got the berserker Las Botta. He's taking on um, uh, Tom Dem- uh, Demkowski, who recently won a national title, mm. and he's also doing a left handed match against Christian Bose um, from uh, he's from Canberra or New South Wales. Cameron, mm, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and then we've got uh, Taron Broad from South Australia. He is taking on uh, Josh Barker. So, mm. 
Yeah, it's that's, uh, a, that's interesting in itself. That, that, yeah, Josh Parker, he's a freak. He's a freak. As soon as the as soon as AWE announced this card, I saw the the guy, the best guys out of Southeast Asia, Malaysia, and Singapore. They were straight onto it. Like we're watching, we we want in on this. Like this, we can take all these guys. So all of a sudden, like 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 AWE's there. hit the Morris from New Zealand. He's same. He he messaged me straight away and was like, "What is this? What is this? Oh, I need to come and conquer this." And I'm like, "Yeah." So you can go. He wants that bell. Well, he's gonna. He, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about having the heavyweight title in in this first event is that you know you're gonna have contenders that are gonna be able to. Uh, have a target and whoever holds that strap is going to have to defend it so whether it's going to be Mario Shimbakas or Gunter Zbikovs after the first event but yeah. uh, you know if you've got some heavy hitters like um, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't say his name <laughs> uh, from New Zealand um, thank you and you don't want to say it wrong do oh, that's do, right. you don't want to upset me he's the biggest man I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Uh, and really nice. He's a wonderful guy. Um, he has uh, that and Marcus Atiri and, and Fatali, who's been on a recent tear since coming back from, uh, I think he had bicep surgery. He had a torn bicep a couple of years ago. And since uh, returning from that, he's looked incredible. So we've got some amazing guys here in Australia that uh, I don't think the world has actually sort of caught on yet, but they will they will be uh, seeing that forefront and center uh, mm. when this event takes place i, I think it, i think there's a result of this i think the, the world's going to see that there's some really strong regional talent that is world class and and it's going to be interesting to see what the world makes of some of these uh, matchups and and victors because i think now we're coming to that stage of the world opening up again uh, the chances are that international talent's going to be looking to test themselves against the best in their region and around the world or just someone they yeah. maybe just we, don't we, like We've heard that we've heard of people like Terence Opperman from South Africa. He's yeah. he wants it. Uh, yeah. Wagner Portolato, uh, South from Brazil. He wants it. Like the Southern Hemisphere title and all that sort of stuff starts mm. to get pretty heated up when when you start to say names like that. And yeah, of course there's 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 names from the northern side of the the world as well that will no doubt uh, venture down here and be part of AWE's next few events. I think. Uh, Wagner Bortolato. Is, is there anyone that gets more intense for a match? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was trying when he had the match against Devon and he was trying to rip the table out of the ground. <laughs> Guys, well, Wagner is such, such a nice dude, too. He's a, he's a genuine monster. Like the way he, yeah, the way he carries himself in the gym, that like he is just like they called him Terremoto, which is earthquake. Yeah, suits him very well. <laughs> I'm missing a training video he was doing uh, that pull down and. <laughs> The machine started in one spot. By the end of his set, he was like five meters away. <laughs> he, he was pulling so hard, the whole machine was sliding around the gym. <laughs> Incredibly strong. And uh, yeah, if he's, he's he's somebody that would want to step into the car to maybe challenge for the title, he would be uh, mm. more welcome and uh, we would love to have that caliber Just of make sure the table's really bold. Yeah, we really case. have to bolt that one <laughs> down. <laughs> so, uh, so, Ryan, um, I'd like to get a little bit philosophical for a moment because the, the AWE uh, putting on this card, uh, it's a, it, it looks like it's going to be an amazing event. And and as you cast your mind forward to to the future, where do you, where do you see arm wrestling going in terms of being a professional pursuit for athletes? Is is there a way? for an athlete to become professional without having a social media profile, is that day going to emerge? Because it seems like without that, yeah. currently, it's very, very yeah, difficult. You need, you need, to it. Break you need it currently. Unless, unless you're Levan style or like 
unless you're truly the top dog, um, then you you do need the social media side if you're going to call it a career. But but if if you reflect on the last couple of years, that that uh, it's obvious the sport has grown tremendously. The amount of uh, people watching uh, an event now, um, I I feel like there's about a hundred thousand people in the world fans that are regular fans that would pay for a pay per view. Um, that's about the the number at the moment, uh, and that's that's grown tremendously. Um, and I think it will continue to grow as the sport um, continues to put great content out there. Um, and we might be we might be two three years four years away from what you described, where you don't need the social media. You just you're on the back of an AWE um, sort of event where the, that that ecosystem is just sufficient to just pay. Uh, the athletes and to do the marketing for them um i'm always a fan as, as of course you you know i'm i'm a fan of the the, the social media side i, I when i uh, embarked on the endeavor a decade ago I, I i had the hope of it being a blueprint uh for people to go okay well look that worked and um instead of it taking a decade it takes 24 months now because mm. you can see all the errors and what i did and and, and i've kind of Cut the, cut the clear the path a bit, and um, people can use that. And, and, and not the only there's been sorry, plenty, you sorry. See that in real, real world examples of, of people that you've coached through and and seen yeah. how their growth's accelerated as a result. Yeah, of absolutely, that. there's been there's been a, a lot of athletes that I've that need I've you to work on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot a lot of a lot of athletes that I've 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 been with them throughout their journey as well, and and have and have always bounce ideas back and forth and, and as 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 we all know it's just you just learn faster when you share your mistakes with everyone that's in in the same a similar pursuit uh i can say people like uh michael todd and rebecca todd i've had a relationship with them where we've done exactly that for for years we have shared it shared what's worked shared what hasn't uh, helped each other pushed each other and and i've seen them grow to amazing levels as well um so I think that yeah, the sport will get to that point where there are a lot of people who can call it a career. Um, I think that uh, it's exciting futures, and um, yeah, it's an honor so to be able to call it a career. So, as you're um, helping a young athlete like Jamie Barrett, for instance, um, you're. Uh, it's not just the the training and the table time. Obviously, you're imparting some of this type of uh, uh, IP with yeah. him as well to help accelerate his opportunities in the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I as again, I think we all do this instinctively in life when we when we see somebody with a passion that is in the same column that we've got a passion and we've walked the path before. It's just it's just human nature to want to say, "Oh, look, this is awesome! Here, let do this." And and and, I, and I've recognised that in Jamie early. Um, that he had a genuine obsession to be uh, a world elite, um, and so I gravitated toward him. And and he he asked me uh, a question maybe four or five months ago. Ryan, what do you what, what do I what should I do? I've applied for arm wars and I got knocked back because I'm too young. Um, what what should I do? And I and I said to him, dude, kick the door down. I said, you you're working, save up the money, pick a Pick a notable arm wrestler that everyone is aware of that has a good reputation and a story, um, and travel to them and have a match, um, and and document it and talk about it and 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 we'll follow it. Um, and he did that, and as we said earlier, 
not only did he do that, but he beat a three-time world champion whilst whilst he was over there. Um, and was so, perhaps the biggest news story for two or three weeks in the sport yeah. as well. So all of a yeah, sudden he's, there's buzz around this unknown young athlete. Jamie's amassed about 10 million views um, mm. because of his achievement, uh, because of his so so if you're a sponsor or you're, you're somebody who's never really heard of arm wrestling being a professional endeavour, endeavor and but there's a young kid who's 16 who's got 10 million views, all of a in sudden the there's, a, there's a business case. There's a, you know, if your brand aligns, well, it makes sense to support someone who's garnering that type of attention. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that part, David, reflecting on your question earlier about when will it get to the point where um, – where we don't need your own organic social media income um, to call it a career. And I think we're not far away. And it may, you, you've reminded me there of the value of different different brands in the sport. And I remember I had a conversation with uh, the Asia Pacific representative of Monster Energy um, mm-hmm. maybe five years That's ago. I had a conversation with the Asia Pacific marketing uh, rep for for Monster Energy some five years ago, and and I had just asked for an, for some honesty. I, I was like, "Look, uh, here's the numbers that I get on my YouTube channel. Here's the viewership locations. Um, here's the age." I gave them all the demographics and said, "If you didn't know what the content was and you just saw these numbers, are these numbers worthy of a of a brand sponsorship?" And they said, "Yes." Um, we would definitely be interested in those numbers. However, and then she, then I said, okay, uh, what show us the production level? Uh, and I showed the production level, and and she said, yeah. So there's the problem. The production level is just nowhere near required. Um, when and and she used the words, when it looks ESPN standard, then those numbers combined with that production, we're on board. Hmm. Um, so the sport, I think, is getting towards that more consistently. If we can hit the production uh, and we just hit it for one, two, three, four, five events in a row and demonstrate consistency and, and, and uh, stability, I think the big brands start to, to, to wake up to the sponsorship opportunities because there's genuine advertising value there for them. And mm. when we get that, then we get the athletes paid like, like proper athletes. Mm, especially at this, this level, you know, it's just breaking through and it's like if they want to be the first people to – make uh you know their sponsorship known into a sport that is you know on the rise mm. and it's like oh we got yeah, on this early and, uh, yeah for sure and i just wanted to highlight uh your assistance with uh helping people that i've i've seen over since i've known you um you've helped so many youtube channels and so so willing to give uh, assistance and help and templates and this and you know unbelievably and not only that but this event uh, that you're putting on a pay-per-view event for your channel you're actually giving away the money that you're earning from this pay-per-view to Connolly so it's true how it's going to work so Chance and I uh, we're battling this out obviously we um the winner is going to get a certain percentage of the profit and the loser is going to get a certain percentage of the profit. Now, whether I'm the winner or the loser, I'm giving all of my percentage, everything I get, uh, I'm giving it away to one uh, pay-per-view member uh, of the of the channel. So someone who signs up to watch it pay-per-view live, um, 
within, say, I don't know, 48 hours, I'll probably get Chance Shaw to draw it as well because he's going to uh, be in Australia a bit afterwards. Um, but but I'll do some live stream and I will draw it. And however much it is, it could be 10,000, could be 1,000, could be 20,000. I don't know. It depends on how many people are watching. I'm giving it all away. All of it to one person. Oh, amazing. It's amazing. Well, what's the motivation behind that? You just want to give back to the community. I, that's I, I, just, I just want to, I'm approaching 100,000 subs on my channel. Um, and uh, I want to celebrate that in a form of just gratitude. I recognize wholeheartedly that it's every like, every comment, every share, and every subscriber over the last decade that has made it possible for me to call this a career. Um, so I just like to, I just like to do something substantial to give it back in, in a, in a, in a gesture. So um, I hope that it's $20,000 that I'm giving away yeah. to someone. That'd be amazing. So it's almost like a raffle, isn't it? Now I'm, I'm going to be there in person, but I'm thinking about buying a ticket because I reckon for 10 bucks, <laughs> not bad. Good chance. Pretty good it's like, odds, really. It's like a ticket. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, better than a better than chook run at yeah, the pub. I absolutely. like it. No, that's and that's I have good. said as well, if, if anyone, because the pay-per-view is open now, uh, if you sign up to the pay-per-view now, you're a month in advance, you get two entries. Oh, ah, wow. there you go. Get in early. So Ryan Blue Bowen on YouTube, go check it out. Sign up to the pay-per-view. Yeah. Hit that join we'll now button. You'll see the pay-per-view link there with Chance Shaw, Ryan Bowen. That's where you want to be. Absolutely. Nice. And if you happen to be in Australia at the time, it's 25th of February. It is going to be at the Nord Oval here in Adelaide. Of course, arm wrestling as much as it would be the highlight for us. There's going to be over 20 events. I think Matthew was mm-hmm. just saying a little bit earlier, I think it gets the list gets longer uh, every day as we draw closer and closer to the as 25th. I think of more sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, this, the, the crazy thing about this, and I really want to highlight this, is, is at the end of the night, you get an entire MMA card from Diamondback Fighting Championships. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's CFC 17, I think we're up to right. now. It might be 16. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, a massive card. Uh, there will be two belts um, on the line as well. So uh, so we might uh, see the return of uh, AAA Shane Mitchell. Uh, so uh, we keep our fingers and toes crossed in anticipation of such an announcement. But uh, also one of our former guests, uh, of mm. course, uh, Pooh Bear, is going to be yeah. there fighting for the, the light heavyweight title. So, Damien Vola. <laughs> so, but, but uh, terrible uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried to come up with something else for him. It didn't really stick. So uh, he, he stuck with Pebe. It didn't really. He stick. loves it though. I mean, <laughs> it works for it. him. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's, just, it's not a uh, a name that strikes fear into the heart. <laughs> no, 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 but he, against but he is the current XFC uh, light heavyweight champion, yeah, yeah. and he's going to be there fighting for the DFC belt uh, on the 25th of February as well. So, yeah, ma- massive, massive card, huge event, and for your, your 65 or 70 bucks for your all-day ticket, you have access to the lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. including having the opportunity to meet the man currently on screen who will mm-hmm. be there in person with yeah. his uh, wearing friend. Love to grip up with everyone as well. So I'm sure there'll be a table there. I'll be arm wrestling all day after that. So can't wait. If you'd like to be embarrassed by Mike <laughs> Bowen, certainly make your way over to the arm wrestling tent. And there watch you him go. beat you with two fingers. At least it makes sense now. You're 105 kilos when you're beating people. You're 85 kilos. I can't believe oh, it. It's all coming oh. together. Show me what it's really like. Look at that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's very, very weak. But, uh, it's for show, but not for go. <laughs> 
need to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> Very weak. Yeah. Well, comparatively, <laughs> absolutely. Well, the, the, yeah, I mean, to me, uh, you know, it's different. Well, yeah, there's wow. levels. There's yeah. levels. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, AWE, uh, very, very proud to put it on this card. Uh, three men that you're watching on screen uh, bringing this to you along with Pound for Pound. Uh, so, uh, the lights there in the background, of course, always make sure that you're visiting Pound for Pound. There is some of the coolest stuff that you can find in the arm wrestling world, as well as some of the comfiest T-shirts mm. I've, I've ever worn in my life. Uh, my wife wants me to get rid of one. I refuse to. It's, <laughs> it used to be grey like that, but it's somewhat lighter in colour now and maybe yeah. <laughs> praying a little bit, but I will not depart from it. I love that shirt, and uh, I should really order another now I come to think of it. I might make my way over to Pound for Pound. Do you know whose arms are on that uh, yeah, logo who, there. Who, who, who are those arms? Whose arms are they, Mr. Who, Stockbridge? Who, who are they? Still well, there is somebody, uh, somebody else that you, well, I'll let Brian tell because really? he designed it. Yeah, it's a silo- it's, it, it's taken from a photo, a graphic designer turned it into just the silhouettes. But uh, come on, who, who, are, who is it? Is it you two? It's, oh, you're half of it, right? Ryan, one, one, one might be the greatest arm John wrestler Brody, of all yeah. time. <laughs> I just imagine, I'd imagined it would have been bigger. That's <laughs> look, look, Matt, Matt Connolly was this, my second preference. Yeah, yeah. It's on the back. <laughs> it's, it's not peaky enough to, for, for Matt. But I don't see a double biceps fit. Yeah, yeah, that should be a little trivia question for you, uh, for you to, to prove whether you're a true uh, Ryan Bowen fan. Yeah, like, just what before, is, whose arms are on the logo? Just before you hand over that pay per view check, I think you should ask the trick question. It's just, but <laughs> yeah, before yeah, you yeah, yeah, the check, yeah. you have to answer this one question. <laughs> That's right. Like then we'll to the podcast. Well, very much looking forward to seeing you over here in Adelaide again. I think this is the second time you've been over to uh, Apex. Sport Fest, yeah, you were yeah, there at the probably, inaugural yeah. and uh, there at the third, and uh, this third time inaugural. third inaugural, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't get old. I love that joke. <laughs> uh, so third inaugural Apex Sports Fest, and uh, at the Nord Oval, and uh, uh, in the cage under lights, there will be this man uh, along with a, a, a larger man in a more brightly coloured shirt, sure. and they will be fighting it out. Chance Shaw and Ryan Blue Bowen in the cage uh, as your main event. And to get that pay per view, head over to Ryan Blue Bowen's uh, YouTube channel. And uh, if you happen to be here in uh, the Great Southern Land, then make sure that you're buying a ticket and heading over to Diamondback FC in order to do that. Uh, get in early because uh, there's only about five or six. 6,000 tickets that'll be available and I'm sure they'll sell out very, very quickly. Right. So uh, Ryan Blue Bowen, thank you very much for joining us here on the AWE podcast and looking forward to hearing more about your progress and your increased uh, gains as we move closer to the 25th of February. Thank you very much for having us on, gents.